All right, we are on the road. You want to see something pretty funny? See people looking at me right now. I'm holding a microphone and talking to you. Driving in the car. We're heading to go take a walk on the wild side. Not that kind of wild side. Just uh, behave yourself. <laughs> just out there in the wild, man. I uh, just feel like a need to... Um, hold on there. People don't use their turn signals these days. Should use your turn signal, madam. People don't really take the time to spend some time with themselves. Just get out there in the wild, in the woods or whatever, and uh, just practice some mindfulness. Just uh, get away from the telephone poles and the wires and the people and the concrete. And Sometimes there's nothing like that. I mean, always be safe when doing that. And um, sometimes it's just really just absorbs the tension and the stress of everyday life. It takes it away from you. <laughs> So anyway, um, we're heading up to a place I haven't been for many, many years. Haven't been to for many years. And uh, used to go there a lot. Uh, we're going to walk around. On, it's a, Basically, it's a horse trail. And so we may encounter some horses, some people, some riders. And it goes along a stream for a long time. Then it, it basically wraps in a circle around a large uh, hill. Um, we're not going to go up the hill. We're going to go around the hill. But it's beautiful back there, very desolate, and we may encounter some deer, white-tailed deer here in Pennsylvania. And uh, I believe it still is hunting season, so I'm hoping that this trail is not um, blocked off, so I won't be able to get there. But hopefully it will be okay. Now, it's so funny, the dude in front of me is in this Honda Fit, and he's just staring in his, in, in his uh, rearview mirror watching me talk to this microphone. So, anyway... We're doing that. We're probably about a mile out, and hopefully it'll be a good show. So we want to thank you, first of all, for being here today. <laughs> hey, you want to encounter something really funny, bring a microphone with you and carry it in the car and talk to yourself and just watch the faces of these people. Now this dude trying to like, take a picture of me on the phone, but, you know, he's not going to do it. Oh, he is, actually. Hi. So anyway, that's, 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 that's going on. This is called a podcast, sir. <laughs> we're We're live. Oh, man, I'm in a goofy, goofy mood today. Eagles got shellacked yesterday. They beat themselves, and we lose. But you know what? It's just a game. You can't take it personal, which uh, I think a lot of fans do, but it's just a game, folks. There are millionaires out there, and we are just peons in this world trying to find a nut. Even a blind squirrel finds a nut sometimes. And I want to talk today about... Well, we'll talk about mindfulness. I always like to talk about mindfulness, just being aware of what's going on right now in the now, appreciating everything that we have. Um, it's important to me, and I think it should be something that we all incorporate in our lives because uh, that appreciation of, of what we have puts life in perspective. You know what? I'm going to turn off here. Do I get the green? Maybe I get the green. you got to go on standby for a minute. Okay, so I'm back. Man, I am pegging the needle here. So I'm back and um, got off the highway. It was too busy. People were staring at me. It's hard to explain myself when they can't hear me. So my buddy says to me the other day, did you ever do an episode where you just didn't edit anything? People hear all your, people hear all your goofy mistakes. <laughs> Every time you get tongue twisted. I said, no. <laughs> that would be too vulnerable. Let them hear all my, uh, my faults in my life. How I can't speak right early in the morning. Well, you're going to hear it today. I'm, le I'm leaving it all in. No editing. I'm just letting it rip. Because there's no editing out in the woods, right? 
we're out there looking for some wildlife, some deer. We may encounter some hunters. I actually have a camouflage hat on. And I have a green jacket on. This is not good, folks. I should be wearing something fluorescent. Wait, my shirt is really... Oh, man, my daughter will kill me if I wore this shirt. She gave me this shirt. It's like a no-hazing shirt from college, and it is lime green. You could see it from probably 10 miles away. Anyway, she's like, Dad, I forbid you to wear that shirt outside of the house. <laughs> oh, oh, well. <laughs> I got it on today, so this way the hunters, they won't uh, confuse me for a big, large buck. I have no antlers. Anyway, tomorrow, man, I, get, I go, I don't know if I told you this, tomorrow I get a needle in my back. Yeah, they're uh, injecting something between, I forget what the discs are. I have uh, I had an MRI done a couple weeks ago, or about a week ago, actually. And then they, they're getting me right in to do this. I got a trip plan coming up, and they assured me I'd be okay for the trip. But I want to explain something to you. I had this serious back pain. I thought it was more hip pain, but the MRI showing, like, there's fluid outside of a disc there. And I guess the disc is bulging a bit or whatever. And I really thought it was my left hip. I thought I would need a hip. I do have a little bit of arthritis in there. But went to my hip surgeon, went to uh, a pain management guy, and they're both, no, man, your hip is cool. Don't worry about your hip. But, you know... Something's happening with your back there. But here's the interesting part. And people are going to say, you're imagining this, or it's just a coincidence. And I don't just believe in coincidence, folks. After I had that MRI, I know this sounds crazy, but after I had the MRI, my hips started feeling better. Is that even possible? I know it sounds so bizarre. And Wow, God, just so much riding the stop sign here. I know that sounds bizarre, but... I'm telling you the truth. Now, it's been a week. And prior to that week, prior to that MRI, I'm telling you, I was serious, seriously in pain. Prior to that, well, you know what? I have to take that back because the day after the MRI was a Saturday. I went to the mall with, with my wife and one of my daughters. And um, I had a couple instances where the pain was excruciating. I had to actually lean on my wife. She was supporting me, standing me up. It was really bad. But ever since that day, after I went home, I rested for a couple days and it's just felt better. I don't know. I guess there is such a thing as a coincidence, but that's what's going on. And, of course, by the time I got to the pain management guy on Tuesday, it's like when you have a toothache and you go to the dentist and he's like, you know, what tooth hurts? Well, none of them now. You know, it's, it just happens that way. And I go there, I go to the pain guy and I'm laying on the table and he's, he's got my knee and he's, my legs folded up and he's bending it sideways and all over the place. And it wasn't hurting. <laughs> I felt like an idiot. And I'm, and I'm there telling the doctor, Doc, look, I swear, man, I swear to God, <laughs> I swear I was in serious pain, right? Because I'm telling, like, they're asking me on the reports, from, if you can name your pain from zero to ten, what would it be? I'm like, ten and a half. And when it hurt, it does feel like a ten and a half, but it hasn't happened since the MRI. So, well, actually the day after the MRI. So, who knows? Maybe I'm getting healed. Maybe I'm feeling better. Maybe it was just a pinched nerve. I'm sure that is a episodal type of thing. I'm not certain. I'm all new to this, but uh, we're going to find out what's up. I go tomorrow, I get this needle in my back, but Doc assures me that this big trip coming up, February, March, right around there, um, we're heading to Europe, so we've got a big show coming up from there. Uh, we're going to be talking about soccer, we're going to be talking about uh, the, the different countries, the history over there. It's going to be a great, great series of episodes, and um, I have a very strange uh, turnoff I have to do up here right now, so it's going to be tricky. Now, last time I remember driving by and looking at it, man, it was I needed a four-wheel drive vehicle to pull in. Let me see. Is this open? Oh, man. You stinking. Oh, boy. Hold on. I can get in here, maybe. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh. 
Oh, 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 oh. Did you hear that? Oh, man. All right, I think we're good. I'm in. Hold on. Oh, man, this is tough. So what happens is you go off the road and it drops down about a foot. And I'm in a little... A little... Tiny Toyota. Oh, oh, I'm in a little Toyota here and... <laughs> I'm stuck in a hole. I think I'm stuck in a hole, but I don't really care until I have to get out of here. So anyway, we're here, folks. Let me wrap things up and uh, shut this car off. And uh, I'll talk to you in a few minutes when I'm back on the trail. Adios. Oh, you guys are going to love this one. I just had a conversation with you for about, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes. And note to self, triple check that you push the record button in because I didn't. Do you know why I didn't? Because today I'm a moron. <laughs> it is so freaking cold out here. I am numb. My hands are numb. And man, you missed all that stuff I told you. All that personal stuff. Do you know how deep I went? Oh my God. I was like, man, I should delete this, man. I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell anybody any of this stuff. Well, guess what? <laughs> now you'll never know. All my deep feelings about this world and people and places and things I've done. I forgot to hit the record button. Meant to be, folks. It was fate. So basically what happened was I was speaking to you in regards to a couple topics that I was talking to people about this weekend. Okay, so what I'm hearing are chickadees somewhere off up here to my left. And I'm going to be interrupting my speeches and my talks here as we walk and whenever I encounter something. Again, we're searching for deer. It's during the day. They're going to be laying down. They move around at night. They're smart. Um, we're, oh, we got a beautiful hawk soaring way up high. Two of them. And now we got some turkey vultures. Let me try to get some pictures of this. Come on, guys. Stick around, stick around. Mm, they're flying low over the treetop, so now they're just circling. Might be something dead up here. Hold on, let's get it. I think I got that picture. But we're going to see what we can encounter out here. Just have some mindful time in the wilderness. And mindfulness being just really appreciating where we are. Uh, the trail that I'm on... Um, up above a creek and you can hear the water running over the, the top of the rocks and I'm sorry if I'm stuttering my words it's a oh my god it's so cold it's about 25 degrees out here maybe even colder out here maybe in the low 20s lower than 25 but my face is frozen my hands are frozen and I am just scanning for everything simultaneously talking to you about conversations that I had this weekend women's rights and how I think we need to open our minds and change that especially us men just because things have been for millennia doesn't mean things should always be that way okay I'm seeing nothing it's just getting colder and colder so you're all nice and warm wherever you are sitting in front of your computer your keyboard you're at the gym working out Riding in the car, going up and down the highway, heading to work. 
and here I am. Okay, hold on, hold on. I got some movement up here. Could be a deer. I'm gonna stop talking for a second. I'm gonna try to get up a little closer, okay? We've got a plane flying overhead, so you'll hear the creek. Me walking in the woods. We'll see what happens. fallen tree <clears throat> the fallen tree part looked like a body and uh, the squirrel that movement just made me think it was possibly a deer <sighs> so when you have this uh, recorder in hand the microphones pick up everything I have headphones on, like earbuds, excuse me, and they're plugged into my ears. And um, if I had this microphone off, I wouldn't hear anything. But with it, it's almost like a bionic ear, I'm hearing everything. So you just point this microphone in the direction that you want to hear, and you'll hear what I'm, what I'm talking about. So listen up. I'll point it to the creek, and I'll point it to the woods. you're hearing in the woods are, are basically just leaves falling. That's how well this magnifies and picks up sound. So that's a problem we have in this earth. Not respecting women. I think we really need to correct that if we can work on that folks. Men, we're better than that. on me out here. I'm hearing all kinds of things, but it is mostly leaves falling. Jet flying way overhead. It's a good area right here where deer would be. It's really thick brush. see anything doesn't mean they're not there they camouflage so well and your hearing's incredible too and I can't help but being a bit noisy here it's the way this path is with the stones on it and there's leaves everywhere there's no room for any kind of stealth walking today the other thing is uh, 
the sun is still predominantly low to the sky. I'm looking into the sun. So it's kind of blinding me. I really can't see deep into these woods. I'm trying, but it's just nice to be out here. It's just a beautiful day. I don't know about you, but I love walking out in the cold. I mean, I like warm weather too, but when it's too hot, sometimes it's hard to get comfortable. In the winter, just throw a coat on, bundle up, layer, gloves. Someone forgot their gloves today. I don't know who that could be. Oh, man. When I'm out here, I have to uh, wonder what this, what this part of uh, Pennsylvania looked like before the construction, before the influx of so many people from Europe. The Native Americans here are pretty much probably thinking this is exactly what it looked like. They didn't go level any ground for farming and such. They'd go to the open fields, make their their places to live. They were definitely at one with nature. I had nothing wrong with the construction and such, but I just need this every once in a while to get back in here or anywhere, whether it was like we were out in Arizona, out in the desert. Utah with nobody around. Here, I probably have cell service. There are certain areas back here where, where you won't have cell service. But uh, that was definitely the case out in Utah, out in the desert. We didn't have cell, ser cell service for hours. My face is frozen. I already said that. But it's worth it. Switching hands. Right hand's on the camera, left hand's carrying the zoom. I remember this area here. Okay, this opens, oh, wow, you gotta see this tree. So I'm gonna take a picture of this tree. I want you to check the photos. So interesting. So it's an old tree. It looks like it's, I don't know if it's dead or just grown off to the left. And sadly, it's gonna probably get chopped down. And I, I think, believe it fell so many, many years ago a vine wrapped around the branch, um, around the, the trunk of this tree, and the tree actually grew with it. Beautiful. I'm gonna take that picture and, and you will see that if you check findingsubjects.org on this episode. Just really, really a cool looking tree. I got a picture of this. God knows how many years that took to happen. Oh man. You know, when you get so cold, you can't even think right. You can't even talk right. I'm there. <laughs> okay. So I'm coming along a, a little bit of an open area here, and I kind of remember this. I think they were putting like some kind of power lines through here back in the day. I'm not certain. When I get closer, I'll be able to tell. And that was where I was telling you I thought someone rode on a tree. Well, the area where I'm thinking that took place, there is no tree anymore. So, I think this was the place, but the trees are gone. Must have been chopped down or fell by themselves. So, the Christmas season is coming up. I hope you all 
one second. Hope you all are ready for the bombardment of Christmas. I like Christmas. I like Christmas Eve better than Christmas Day. Just something magical about it. Brought my one child home from the hospital on Christmas Eve. So maybe that's it. Just always the anticipation of Christmas. And uh, there's a warning sign. You assume the risk of equine activities pursuant to Pennsylvania law. If you pass this fence, I will stay on this side of the fence. Thank you. But Christmas Eve, as a kid, you're always anticipating the toys and the gifts. And I guess that was the same with me. But to this day, it's a magical day. I like that. Christmas is nice. And then it's over. Like months of preparation for that one day. I kind of like the deal with Hanukkah. You know? It's like, it's longer. It's how it should be. And to keep it in perspective, you know, Christmas is an important day. The birth of Christ. But Easter is the most important day. Which is uh, symbolizing the rising. The resurrection. Okay. So Easter is actually more important to me than, than Christmas. So we're coming around a bend here. This is kind of neat. We have... Uh, the water, I'm back to level with the water uh, instead of being up higher over there. I'm going to pause right here for a moment. I'm just going to scan this area. We're going to listen. I'm going to go to the woods and then to the water. You'll hear the difference. Almost nothing towards the woods. And more bird, bird activity. It reminds me of a story being out here. And uh, as such a lover of nature, you'd be surprised to learn that at one time I used to go hunting. I was just a kid, believe it or not. Uh, I'd go with my buddy Jimmy and his father and his brothers. <laughs> his dad was a good guy. He was a drill sergeant in the Marine Corps. Uh, tough as nails, man. From Maine. He was uh, a down easter up in Maine. Is that what you would call that? Along the coast? Anyways, um, he's a tough guy, but you know, you followed the rules, and you had a great time. And I'm betting I was probably 12, 13 years old going out hunting with him. And all the times we went hunting, I bet you we went 10, 15 times. I never got a thing. And I'm glad. Now this sounds kind of crazy. But one of the most memorable times I had hunting, we were at Pennsylvania. Cold day, just like today, but we got there really early in the morning. And I forget what time it was where you were allowed to go in and start your hunt. We were deer hunting. Imagine, I mean, Mr. Nature right now, taking pictures of all kinds of wildlife and loving that. I was actually out there potentially one day hunting a deer. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something that happened. Which kind of set the course for the rest of my life. Oh, hold on one second. What was that? Something black just moved in the woods. Hold on. It's too... 
Yeah, a black squirrel. We don't see a whole lot, whole lot of black squirrels down here in Pennsylvania. I mean, certain areas where you go, you'll see them, but uh, we've got one right here. What's up, dude? And off he runs. I don't speak squirrel very well. I probably said, yo, what's up? <laughs> Who knows what I said? So anyway, um, we went hunting. And we got there really early. It was cold, cold like this, but the sky was gray. And you could feel the snow in the air, like the moisture in the air. You, you know, almost like there's a smell right prior to it snowing. And I remember saying to Jim, his dad, hey, I think it's going to snow. <laughs> it ain't going to snow, Zipper. He called me Zip. Called me Zipper because when I was a little kid, I don't know why, but when I played baseball, my zipper always came down. I think it was the broken pants. <laughs> Everybody else's zipper stayed up, but this one year, my pair of pants just did not want to stay up. I mean, the belt stayed on, but <laughs> zipper, zipper, the zipper was always always down. <laughs> hey, hold on. Hold on a second. Oh, man. Nope, there's some graffiti on a tree I just found, and, uh, you know, I can't make out the names, but the date is July of 79. Quite possible with my friends. Quite possible. And it is right by the trail, which I thought it would be much deeper. That's a possibility here. I'm, I don't know. So anyway, we go up there, and uh, Jim says, Jim, Jim the father says, yeah, I don't think it's going to snow zipper. So we all had our areas where we were to sit and wait in the woods. And I walked off maybe 50 yards, 75 yards into the woods and I could see a valley uh, and it was just an open valley that trees to the left and trees to the right just came down and then behind that you could see a distant hill and this scene was probably a mile or so away maybe two miles away it was just beautiful and as I sat there with my gun on my lap and warm as heck and hand you had you know the packs that you pop and you got heat there and those packs and you're keeping your hands warm. Everything was just perfect. I was just sitting there, quiet. I could have went to sleep. And it was nothing but what I'm hearing right here. And I'll let you hear this right now. I didn't actually hear a tree squeaking like you just did, but it was dead quiet. And it was then out of the corner of my eye and I saw a deer and I just looked at him and I didn't take the time to look to even closer to see I could basically just see the body the head was down I guess it was eating and um, it was walking actually away from where everybody else was so I know it would be cool and to this day I'm going to say it was a doe and it was not doe season so I didn't do a thing I just sat there and watched it and observe that sight. It was kind of right then and there. I knew the only shooting I ever wanted to do again in my life was from behind the eyepiece of a camera. And that's where it started. I mean, my love for photography started way before that, but I just felt like, what am I doing out here, man? I don't want to shoot any of these things, you know? And I um, actually met a girl not long after that. that uh, her father was a big hunter. And he says, yeah, you used to hunt with Jim, right? I said, yeah. I said, I, you know, I said, I don't do that anymore. I said, I, I hunt with a Nikon. <laughs> and 
and goes, you know what? I can respect that. I said, cool. And I have nothing against people who are hunters. I mean, they really, the money from the licenses and such uh, does a lot for the state parks and comes back into conservation and nature conservation and such. So I'm cool with that. But I just remember sitting there and his deer goes past and then uh, I just sat there and stared at that valley. It's just beautiful. And I don't know, maybe a half hour or so later, it started to snow. And that was incredible. Silent. Can you hear anyone? Just like this right now. And suddenly I remember the valley just kind of disappearing into white. It almost looked like a fog, but it was just the snowflakes. The visibility went down to nothing. And that right there, folks, was probably one of the most peaceful times of my life. Just sitting there, I believe it was an Ithaca Model 37 shotgun. Really beautiful engraving on both sides, and it didn't matter. What I really enjoyed with that rifle was going out with my dad, skeet shooting periodically. We didn't do that much. I bought that gun on my own. And dad, like I said, you know from earlier episodes, he was working so much. but probably went skeet shooting maybe two or three times. That was the highlight of that gun. But just sitting there in the nature, thinking, appreciating its beauty, just like I'm doing right now, except it's not snowing. But what's beautiful is to be able to recall those thoughts just like that. It's there, like it happened yesterday, excuse me. Good day today, man. Really good day. Ah, I appreciate this. My youngest is, uh, she's like that with this uh, stuff as well. She's a lot like me. We took a really cool hike up in Maine. And it was very low-key. I mean, you know, I got the health problem. And that's about as much as I'm going to talk about that. Like, I don't talk about my health. Okay, you know I'm going into more. Okay, I just by the way, that back that was feeling great, it's killing me right now. So, I'm <laughs> see what I'm talking about. I'm glad I'm going into more. We all have problems. We all have something going on with us. We all have ills. I don't have to keep reminding you. I understand what you're going through. Even from a mental aspect, anxiety, depression, the pressure of life. Man, it is hard. This is what I'm saying. Sometimes you just got to take time for yourself. Go sit in a park. You don't have to go into the woods. Go sit in a park and stare at the trees. Watch the squirrels. Don't let yourself think of anything outside of that. Give yourself a mental break. Try to look at things in a more positive light. Everything's going to get better, whatever it is. Even if it's just your attitude that changes a little bit towards it. Always think of a different outlook, outlook or a different side of it. Maybe there's a way you can make it better within your mind. And I hopefully, whatever it is that you're going through... If it is something serious, I hope it does get better. But just know that you're not alone in whatever it is you're thinking about. And um, while I'm thinking about it myself, as I really appreciate you, whoever you are, wherever you are listening, we're doing pretty well with the listens. Man, there's people from all over the world listening. I just That just blows my mind. And it means a lot to me. Because that's all I really want to do with this podcast is just to talk to you, share some stories, 
share some thoughts that maybe opens your mind as well as my mind to raise the level of respect that we all have for each other as human beings. Because if there's one thing that we're missing in this world, it's respect towards others. And I don't think we can get enough of that. And that is the purpose of finding subjects. Have a little conversation, tell a little story, do a little dance, make a little love. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. (laughs) You don't have to live with me like I have to live with me. My poor wife and children. (laughs) My stupid jokes. (laughs) Always thinking music, too, man. I got to take a picture of this right now while I'm seeing I'm standing here looking into the sun, but the way the sun, the rays are shining into the woods, it's not like super defined. It's just interesting looking. You ready for the shot? And the trees just look like black sticks pointing upwards and the light behind them. Just cool. I might even make this a black and white shot. And folks, please go to the website, okay? FindingSubjects.org. Please subscribe and follow. And check out the photos, because every time I'm taking a walk, I'm taking pictures. I just want to share this stuff with you. I'm not looking for any coin. I don't do this for money. God knows there's no money in podcasting. Trust me. It's a hobby. But how cool is it that this has given me the opportunity to talk to you? There's people. Let me just name some of the countries right now that are potentially listening. For some reason, this podcast cracked the top 100 in the Netherlands. I don't really know anybody in the Netherlands. That's hilarious to me. But I'm very thankful, by the way. It means a lot to me. That's so cool that somebody in the Netherlands is, they don't even know me, and they're sitting here and listening to my stories, and we're talking to each other. That is so cool. The Netherlands, Spain, Mexico, China, Japan, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, obviously the United States, England, Ireland, Scotland, Where else? Germany. Hello, Germany. I know some people in Germany. Chiara. Hello, Chiara. And Michael. Hello there. And then we got Michael. Michael's a big listener here in Philadelphia. Hello, Mike. Um, A ton of people. Uh, Spain, Portugal, France. I think I said France already. India. A lot of people in India. Hello, my friends in India. Glad that you are here. And if you want to, folks, finding subjects at yahoo.com. You can always shoot me an email. Just say hello from wherever you are. Anyway, so, yeah, I used to go hunting a lot, never got anything, and I'm happy about that. After a few years, I actually sold the gun. Uh, I got my money back for it. That's all I needed, and then I bought my first camera. I bought it from B&H Photo up in New York. I watched a movie called... Under Fire with Nick Nolte. Anybody remember that movie? Well, Nick, he was like a he was a photojournalist, and he wanted to. Uh, he just was out there telling a story with the camera, and guess what? Suddenly, that's what I wanted to do. So <laughs> I took my money and all my money from mowing lawns and doing newspaper routes, saved a ball of coin, and bought me a Nikon FE2 from B&H Photo up in New York. Wow, I gotta take a picture of this really cool looking, looks like a feather, but I believe it's just, uh, I don't know what it is. I'm gonna take a picture of it and we'll look at it together, okay? It's white and it's fluffing in the wind here. Very cool, very cool, all right. So I bought all this equipment, I had all this this equipment delivered. My parents were like, "Um, 
what is this? <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, man, I'm going to be a photojournalist. You are? What is that? So I'm going to go. I'm going to go tell stories with my camera. Hold on one second. Let me see something in the woods. What the heck is that? Okay. Okay, what I'm seeing is it's probably about 100 yards out. I'm going to start using meters, folks, because most people in this listening to this podcast are understand meters and not feet and yards. The me- they, do the, they do the metric system where we don't. I wish we would, but so about 100 yards out, there was a, it's a turkey vulture bouncing back and forth to uh, different branches. And uh, it's low, so it looks like as if something very large is moving up there, but that's all that is. Too far away to get a good picture, and it's deepest in the woods. So I buy all this photographic equipment, and I want to be a photojournalist. And someone said to me, after I had everything, and I'm, I buy this film, I go out doing what I'm doing right now when I was a much younger age. And they're like, dude, you know what a photojournalist does and where they go? I go, yeah, man, they tell a story with the lens. That's the real story, man. They're capturing images of the moment, and they're sharing that with the world. They're like, yeah, man, but do you understand how dangerous that is? Do you know where you have to go? I go, yeah. You got to go to the front lines, man, to get the story. They're like, have you looked into the life expectancy of photojournalists? <laughs> how dangerous that is? I'm like, I'm sure it's dangerous, but someone's got to do it, right? <laughs> yeah, well, tell that to my girlfriend. <laughs> There's no way you are going to be a photojournalist, she says. You have to think that one out. And plus, you got me. Really? Hmm. Well, I did marry her, so. <laughs> oh, my God, a beautiful deer right in front of me. Oh, my God. Please don't run. Please don't run. I'm getting my camera out. I'm doing my best, folks. Oh, so cool. I'm getting pictures. He's just, he's, I think it's a doe. She's just looking at me. Thank you. Um, she's running. She's running. Okay. So cool. All right, I gotta switch this. So cool. Yeah. She's about 50 yards ahead of me. She's looking at me. She's in the woods here. Let me try to do my best to get a shot. Beautiful. Thank you so much. so cool when that happens very cool I'm going to try to move up just a little bit more where are you girl there we go there you go good girl I hear that I think my camera's so cold what I want to try to do is shoot the video Okay, I'm going in video now. And I will try to get this up as a link. Oh, you know what just happened, folks? Battery drain. So I'm going to let you hear the deer run. It's going to run. Okay, I'm going to be quiet for a minute. Let you hear this. I'm going to crank up the uh, microphone. And you'll hear the deer running through the woods. Hold on.
walk up above. You can hear it. Along with the jet. She's frozen. She's just staring at me. Roughly 30 yards out. I'm looking at her. Beautiful. Thank you so much. What a great opportunity. Okay. That's probably the best I can do right now. That's awesome. That's you. Here you go. Let me see some more. I've got more movement in the woods. Okay, I think she's with some family. Hold on. Okay. Beautiful. That's a great opportunity there. I'm thankful for that. Alright, a little rustling because I'm going to turn this microphone back down. Helps that. So cool. Beautiful. She's running away. Yeah, a little doe, man. That was beautiful. A little doe. She came right out on the woods. Like, I was just being quiet way back, laying, laying back, looking around. We were talking. And then, bam, straight ahead, there she was. So cool. I love that. That's what it's all about right there. Very, very cool moment. So, back to my story. I, uh, I never did become a photojournalist. Hobby, uh, hobbyist is the most. Just really enjoy taking photographs. It's a great hobby. Talk about it. fantastic hobbies. For me, it is therapy. Nothing like it. I come out here. This is the last thing I'm thinking about is my health. Yeah, I'm I'm in pain right now, <laughs> which is a good thing. I, I honestly I want to be in pain tomorrow. Hold on, let me turn this down a little bit more. And thank you very much for bearing with me. I'm out in this field, out in the field recording. <laughs> I'm le I swear to God, I'm just going to upload this just like it is. I'm not taking any of the uh, mistakes out, nothing. Because this is real. That was just great. And that's what I just love. You know, when you find a good hobby like this, you know, photography, I don't think about anything. The heart problem, the anxiety dealing with all that kind of stuff my entire life. You know, it's, it's there somewhere, but it's not here mindfulness is here this is what's happening with me right now my mind is here I feel alive i just encountered a beautiful deer and simultaneously when i turned that microphone up did you hear the hawk you'll hear his you know this piercing cry of a hawk if you listen to that closely i couldn't look up because i didn't want to move too fast but it was up there so cool man i just love that about being out here so you can get yourself a really affordable camera and take fantastic pictures. I have with me today a Sony, and it is, um, it's an older model. You can probably get this Sony for under a couple hundred dollars, right? And it is a Sony DSC-HX9V. That's a DSC-HX9V. And uh, they call it a Cybershot, Sony Cybershot. It's an older model. But the video and the pictures excellent you know and it's a small processor and that's okay i had a nikon uh after my film cameras i had the nikon uh d5100 you know with the aps-c sensor a little bit larger sensor and i'm talking a little bit more technical stuff for you right now that's okay if you're going to get into photography the d5100 was like uh was a good model it's an old model now but they have the 5600s out and i got my eye right now on the 5300 and actually we have a human being uh, about 25 yards to my left came around a bend and he's probably looking at me like what is this dude doing talking into a microphone but this is what we're doing we're doing a podcast and we're talking about mindfulness today 
pretty cool stuff, right? Maybe I can say hello to this guy. That would be pretty cool. How you doing, sir? Hello? How you doing? Morning. Good. So, um, that's that. How to get a morning out of him. Didn't want to talk. We're all out here for the same thing. We don't want to be around human beings. We want to find some deer. Plus, he's looking at me. Why is this dude talking into a furry thing? <laughs> you ever see those furry things on top of microphones? News people have. Well, they're called dead cats. And it's down here. It's put on the microphone to kind of like soften up any wind noise and such. Um, when it gets a little bit breezy out, you hear that wind over the, the normal foam covers. And this dead cat is uh, preventing that. So he's just looking at me like, what a weirdo. Who is this dude? He's probably like, what is he holding and what is he talking to himself in the middle of the woods for? <laughs> little does he know. Yeah, normally I have my sound off when I'm out here. I normally don't have it on but anyway um that's cool he's out here doing uh, what i'm doing and it's uh, practicing some mindfulness but yeah you can get into photography for a very affordable price and that camera that i mentioned to you again under a couple hundred dollars when you're outside in this type of cold you know you might get battery drain that's what happened with this uh, tsc hx9v but i love this camera it's been through a war man not the photojournalist war across the seas but my war in the sand, on the ocean, in the uh, desert, uh, on the mountains and such. You know, it's just gone through so much, but my God, it takes great pictures for such a little camera. And there's a, there's something right there for an entry-level camera. You know, you can get you can get in, and it's got a nice little zoom on it. Hold on one second, you hear that? Hold on. You got two ravens flying overhead. Could have been them. It's almost like a bark. Sometimes yeah, that's what a deer sounds like. That's a raven, I think. How cool is that, huh? <laughs> so, also, I mean, nowadays, I have a friend down in Florida. They have a, uh, a Galaxy uh, S6, I believe it's called. My God, you ought to see the video and the photographs that this guy puts up. They're fantastic. I mention to him all the time, dude, what kind of camera are you using? He's like, the same one, man. You keep asking me. <laughs> And it's his camera. It's his phone. So even on the iPhone, I have a uh, 6S right now. It takes great pictures. You could do that. The only thing you're going to miss out here is um, for wildlife, you want to have something with a little bit more of zoom. But who says you have to take care and take pictures of wildlife all the time? You can come through here and just take interesting photographs of smallest little fungi like mushrooms and such like that or branches. Or um, When you get close, when you start getting into the macro world, and really zooming in, macro is probably, you know, I, I would say, if not first, a real close second to my all-time favorite types of photography that I like to do. And I don't, I'm not equipped with uh, like any serious macro lenses at all, but I love getting close, man. Getting close to everything and seeing the grain and the detail, whether it's in a tree or, or a branch or a leaf. When you look at that and you look at the design, you know, it makes you wonder. Just amazing. So, as you can tell, I love photography, and I love shooting through a camera more than I loved shooting with a gun, so. And nothing against guns, you know, but uh, 
photography, great hobby, great for the head, great for the mind, man. Get out, take a walk, get a little fresh air, regardless of all the problems that you're having in your life. Makes it all disappear. Great hobby. Also reading, writing. You know, you don't have to be the super educated person to sit down and write, to compose something. Look at me. <laughs> I hated high school. Someone recently posted on my Facebook account a happy birthday not long ago, and uh, like he pretended to be a teacher of mine. Happy birthday, Tony. Miss keeping you after class. And this guy, this teacher, he hated my guts. And here's why he hated my guts. I'm a nice guy, right? But I had this kid sitting next to me. He spoke Spanish fluently. And he'd say, uh, yo, 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 raise your hand. Here's the answer. And I'd be like, yeah, okay. And I'd raise my hand and I'd say the answer. And the dude would like, his face was going red. I don't have any idea what the heck I was saying to this teacher half of the time. <laughs> I kind of knew. I kind of knew it was uh, <laughs> something, <laughs> something probably humorous. But this guy wasn't taking my personality and my sense of humor at all. Hated me. Hated me so much that the first day of the next year of school, he says, hey, Tony, what's your family doing this year for uh, vacation? <laughs> I said, oh, we're going, to, we're going to go to Disney World. He goes, yeah. Well, make sure you let mom and dad know right now that you'll be going to summer school and not Disney World. I said, oh, thank you so much, sir. I appreciate that. Darn if I didn't go to summer school that year. So that's how much this guy hated my guts. <laughs> I wasn't, I don't know, I don't think I was a bad kid. My kids, on the other hand, and my wife, they disagree with that a little bit. I don't know. I like to joke around. That was my problem. Maybe the class clown. I think I can probably agree with that, I guess. But never meant to hurt anybody's feelings or hurt anybody at all. So anyway, we are at the back of that hunting hill that we were talking about when I first started. We're going to start our wraparound. All right, so we're going to head our way back that way into the sun now. The sun was off to our left. Now we're into the sun. And we know there's deer up on this hill. So will I encounter that on this side? I am not certain. But all positive things today, man. We're talking about photography. We're talking about mindfulness. What are we going to talk about next? Got a story for you? I do have a funny story after I was thinking about it. It made me think about the hunting. Because <laughs> with that same uh, family... Jimmy and his father Jim. So we're out in Lancaster area and we go to this farm and we wanted to, we were pheasant hunting and it was pheasant and I believe rabbit as well. So you knock on a door out there and you ask the Amish if you may hunt on their lands. And nine times out of ten they're going to say sure not a problem you know and you just be respectful to the land you're not out there knocking things over you leave it as you found it. So uh, we go off they would get permission we're out there hunting and another field comes up and Mr. Jim says, all right, Tony, you go on the other side of this cornfield and you just wait there. Okay. Go around the perimeter and uh, we'll give you about 10 minutes to get there. It was a huge field. And I said, what's going to happen is we're going to walk the field and we're going to push up any pheasant that are here and they're going to fly up and over your head and then bam, you take your shot, right? I said, okay. So we're walking. And in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, man, this, this, these Amish have a lot of land. We've really walked a long while. I mean, we went over these different, like, rock perimeters and such. So, yeah, we got our fluorescent vests on, a fluorescent hat. We got our license hanging off of our backs. Off I go, all the way around the back of this field. 
I get to that area where he's telling me to stay at point and wait. They're going to flush the field and the pheasants are going to fly over my head. Bada boom, bada bing. You get your shot. You got your pheasant. I hear this walking up behind me when I'm standing there. <laughs> it's about, oh, I don't know, seven, ten Amish people. Amish men. He walks up to me, the one gentleman. Can you please give me your license? I unload your gun, please. I unload my gun. Lay my gun on the, on the ground. He uh, unhooks the uh, license off my back. He holds the, the license. Meanwhile, Jim and Jim and all his sons are pushing the field and all the pheasants are flying up them over, over my head. <laughs> and I hear him screaming, Zipper! Zipper, take the shots! <laughs> and I'm just standing there looking at these guys. And I'll be honest with you, I was scared to death because I didn't know what was wrong. And by the time they got up to us, the Amish gentleman asked uh, everybody that was with our party, please unload your guns, please lay your guns down, and please let me see your license. So Jim talks to uh, the main guy from the Amish. And here, we had crossed over two different properties into these people's property. And we were not supposed to be there. Now, they just said, follow us. So we follow them back to their house, down by their land, well, their farmland and such in the barn. And he says, uh, well, if you round up all these cattle and get them back into their stalls and get them into the barn, then you can hunt on our land. <laughs> and yeah, there it was. Me and my friends and their dad <laughs> rounding up cattle. <laughs> Got the cattle into the barn. Suddenly they were our friends. So uh, we would go back there every year, and they would let us hunt there every year. And again, I never never got a thing, but just these little adventures were actually pretty cool. There was a one Amish girl, wherever I went, there she was, like on the other side of a truck looking through the window staring at me. She's kind of freaking me out a little bit. <laughs> and they're like, go ahead, Zipper, go over there and talk to the Amish girl. But she was kind of scaring me a little bit, man. She's just like staring. <laughs> freaked me out. I was kind of a young kid, so... Cool story. Is there a moral of the story? I don't know. You have to dig for that one. <laughs> just the adventures of me. Just a good time. I'm just thinking about different things today. I'm very happy today. I've got a great day today. And uh, there's a couple reasons why. I just can't share all those reasons with you. Just please just trust me. But I'm um, looking forward to getting this needle on my back tomorrow. My back is hurting a bit. I'm glad it's hurting because uh, I want it to hurt a little bit. I want it to be hurting when I go in there so when I get out of there I can know if or not this worked but um yeah I had some adventures in my life I haven't seen any more deer here I keep looking to my left which is on top of the hill to my right to my right it's just a little valley let's listen When there's water, there's birds. And I'm noticing these little trees around here with berries on them. So there's food, water, life. Creep up here a little bit. This is if I was a deer. If I were a deer, this is where I'd be. Hold on, let's listen.
Hmm. Oh, well. So I'm kind of worried that this is not an interesting podcast for you, because it's not like a, a normal podcast. We're out for a walk today. That's what this is all about. We're walking and we're talking. This is a walk on the wild side. Not that kind of walk, but you know, definitely a walk on the wild side. Out here talking to the furry thing, says the old guy who just walked by me. Ran into a crazy person out there talking to a furry thing in the middle of the woods. I was scared to death. He said hello to me three times. I ignored him as best I could. He wouldn't shut up. What I'm forgetting to tell you here is periodically I'm getting a chance to sit down and rest. I'm thankful for that out here. Sat down on the ground a couple times. Just leaned against the tree several other times. It's just cool. Literally, I could sit out here all darn day long. I would be totally fine with that. It's neat. There's a couple of little chipmunks to my left. Another squirrel. We know there's deer up here. What else would be here? And we talk about pheasants back there. Out in Lancaster. I cannot tell you the last time I saw a pheasant. Oh, by the way, we didn't we didn't kill anything out there. Out of all the times hunting, all those 15 times, I believe Jim, the father, got one rabbit. One little rabbit. Nobody else ever got anything, and I'm fine with that. But I cannot tell you the last time I saw a pheasant. When I was a kid, where I grew up, right by that National Wildlife Center, there were tons of uh, pheasant all the time. And you'd hear them out in the fields. I used to love that. And they are just beautiful creatures, too. I haven't seen them in a long time. A lot of crow action on the top of the next hill to my right. Let's listen. Okay, so what's happening is you hear those those crows, they're going nuts. You know why they're going nuts? Because up above are turkey vultures circling. Actually, they're, yeah, black vultures. Okay, there's one, two, three, there's four black vultures. Now, theoretically, they could be still migrating, but uh, so these crows, they get a little upset when there's any type of raptor up ahead. And you'll see them, like the last picture that I just put on findingsubjects.org about the crow chasing the red-tailed hawk. And I think it's the same concept. You know, they have their little alarm system and they go bananas over that. They let everybody else know, yo, man, there's danger in this neck of the woods. And uh, those ravens or crows, they'll follow them until they're out of the way. And they feel as if their nest are safe. So that's why they're so noisy right now. Couldn't see them earlier, but I see them now. And they kind of faded off to the left. Very cool. <clears throat> Black-capped chickadees off to the left. I see a tufted titmouse. Uh, excuse me. Oh, this is a nuthatch. Okay, so a nuthatch, you'll see those beautiful little birds spend a lot of their time upside down on trees. You'll see them going and running up and down the bark, but a lot of times they're... Hold on. A lot of times you see them going down, and they'll come and find food, and then they'll go stash it. They know where they leave it, and they come back. That's their food for the winter. I had a, 
wants a bunch of black-capped chickadees at my house, and they're kind of like, it's hard to differentiate a black-capped chickadee to the Carolina chickadee. Um, you gotta look closely. But they will also take seeds and such, and I had my shed open one day. I was sitting inside the shed, working on a motorcycle, and uh, black-capped chickadee kept flying into the shed and taking seeds, sunflower seeds, and sticking them into the chain of my mountain bike. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I hate to bust your bubble, man, but I locked this shed. <laughs> he was persistent, and he put like five shells in these, in between the spry and the, the the links. It was very cool to observe that, and they were not shy whatsoever. But they're out here right now. I kind of got a nice field of view to the right, so I could see movement maybe a hundred yards, and uh, probably a fly, a 45 to 50 degree field view. Nothing's moving, nothing's there. So you know how we were talking about deer mostly move during the night. I wonder why that guy was up. Maybe somebody uh, maybe somebody was coming up that side of the hill, woke him up, made him move that doe that we saw earlier. What was she doing up today? I don't know. I mean, like, it doesn't mean that they sleep all day long. They kind of just like lay. They find a place to stay and hide. Tis the hunting season, too. Again, this is a protected park, so they only have the open culling on certain days, but maybe they're maybe they're still on alert. I don't know. So where the deer went? Real thick underbrush. Like I couldn't even get in there if I wanted to. And I don't want to. Looks like thorns and just really thick stuff. They're definitely in there. Well, we got the CR1 today, which is cool. All right, I'm moving on. And I got a nice field of view to my left. I can see all the way to the top of the hill. And again, you would not even see them. They blend so well. They just sit on down, lay on down. And amongst all that stuff, and you're never going to see them. You can walk right up on top of them. You wouldn't see them. And I am confident that's like deer heaven number one right there. Great. Stay there, guys and gals. Stay there. All right. So, like I said, I'm not going to edit this. I might chop a little bit of stuff out here and there. There's times where I'm resting, a little out of breath, a lot out of breath. You don't need to hear all that, but I will make the cuts as seamless as possible. All right. What was that? So that's, that's, all, that's all in here. I don't believe... Uh, there's nothing dangerous out here you have. I mean, the most dangerous thing you're going to find out in the woods, as far as I'm concerned, are people. I worry about people more than I worry about anything else. People and ticks. I don't like ticks. We talked about that, didn't we? My last episode with Rick. God being in a bad mood. And Paul saying, send them some ticks. Give them something that will give them a disease. Yeah, we did talk about that. 
This is why my wife says to me, you would be fine on a deserted island by yourself. You'd keep yourself amused. Well, I gotta tell you something. If I'm being totally honest with you, like I always am. I've just been in a good place right now in my life. Just in a good place and just feeling good. First time in a long time I felt this decent. You know, physically when you're not feeling good, that affects everything else. You know, I'm sorry. A little bit out of breath. <laughs> I didn't even walk up a hill. But um, that all affects your mindset. But just very appreciative of my life, the people in my life. Yeah, I got one of those cell phones that uh, it's very interesting. It makes a lot of out outgoing text and calls, but I must be on a weird plan because I don't receive many back. Seems to be always the same people. You might have one of those phones as well, but that's okay. Because when I hit the lottery, guess what? <laughs> Listen, I don't take it that personal. People are busy in their lives. I get it. Me, I have a lot of time to think about things. I had a little break here. This is just so beautiful. Other people won't be seeing, well, what are you seeing right now? I'm seeing, I'm seeing a, a lot of different trees, different shapes reaching up. Hear that? Just seeing a lot of different a lot of different shapes of trees reaching up to the sky. For <laughs> I don't know if that's a cardinal. Possibly a cardinal. But uh, they're just all reaching up to the skies and no leaves. This is cool. They're getting closer. Oh, I'm standing next to a bush with a lot of berries. It might be lunchtime for them. Let's just be quiet and listen. So if I move the, the microphone around, I can actually find the direction. Right behind me. Yeah, I say they're cardinals. So they might want to eat. It doesn't say they're just going to come here. I'm sure there's other bushes, but they're here. <laughs> but yeah, I feel good, man. You know, just down in the dumps for so long. Everything, you let it get to you. You just really got to find that one thing that just helps you have a better mindset, a more positive mindset. It's so easy to be negative. You can look at all the things that are wrong in your life. And I, uh, you know, the glass, the glass half empty type of thing. And I was an expert at that. And, uh, you know, personally for me, you know, I have my spirituality. I don't have religion, it's spirituality. And what I believe in, and my faith has uh, certainly changed my life and made me realize that. Hey man, you know, look around. 
yeah, you're dealing with some stuff, but there's always somebody worse than you are. And you got to take that for what that's worth. I mean, you got to appreciate that because that is real. Everybody's got something going on, man, and someone's got it much worse than you do. Big time. You got to appreciate that. You got to understand that. You got to let that sink in. And every second that you have on this earth, whether it's hanging out with your family or your friends or encountering, encountering a, a stranger and engaging in a cool conversation, it's a gift. Everything's a gift. Every second of this life is a gift. Wow, hold on. Hmm. It's very interesting. There's a large pile of blood right here. What was that all about? Let me see if I can get a picture of this. Hmm. I don't know what that would be. There's a possibility this was a scene of... Uh, Maybe a deer might have been struck. I don't see any bones. Just a lot of blood and some splattering. He's bleeding out pretty good. Looking for a trail. That stinks. I don't see a trail though. Could have been a deer who was injured, shot maybe, and uh, paused here for a moment and then moved on. I don't think he passed away here. That's sad. But yeah, back to uh, the there and the, the now. Is everything is a gift here, man. Every second that I'm talking to you, looking around, appreciating this, staring up at the sky and the blue sky and the way the trees reach up. It's beautiful. I'm so thankful for everything. Thankful for my family. But big time, if I may say to you, super thank you for this pie. Super, super, th yeah, my guy, here we go. Tongue twister. Super thankful for this opportunity to be talking to you. Yeah, man, I know it's just a podcast. It's just some guy rambling and talking to you. But to me, when I'm talking to you, oh, hold on, very cool. There's something. Listen, I'll let you listen. There's something right underneath me, to the left, underneath these thorn bushes and such. It's pretty big. It could be maybe, uh... I don't know, it's making some kind of noises. I really don't know what it is. Um, it's probably the size of a dog. Yeah, maybe a fox. I'm going to move on. I don't know what it is. It could be something injured. I don't want to disturb it. Okay. But anyway, how cool is this, man? You know, you're out here encountering things. You know, I'm sure it could be even better health. I could be... I have a lot of wishes on my wish list, but... You know what? When you get older, you're starting... You just got to appreciate the here and now, man. You can't keep thinking, what if, and I wish this was this, and I wish it was, that was that. And I lived a great life. I'm living a good life. Again, we all have our crosses to bear. We deal with it one day at a time, but we have to make the most of it. This is uh, not an easy task just coming out here doing this. It's a struggle. 
I feel like I need oxygen. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even going to explain all the things happening right now physically. But that doesn't matter because I'm here. Who knows how long we have to be here? I'm not a doom and gloom guy, but this is a gift. You know, it's not, life is not infinite. It is finite. There is a day in, yeah, look at this. I think it's the top of a shotgun shell. Yeah, someone was out here shooting. That could have been, you know, like right where I found this shell. My camera's dead. I can't take a picture. Right where I found this shell, it's about 50 yards where a shot could have been taken. <laughs> That's a possibility. But back to appreciating what we have, folks. Whoa, that is just so weird. Never mind. It's just the way a tree was sitting there. It looked like somebody was standing in there looking at me. Just about what we have and appreciating everything. Just being here is a gift. If you can speak, if you can see, if you can hear, if you can feel, if you can touch, if you can com communicate, even if you only had one of these things, you're so far ahead of somebody else. And that's what you got to understand about life. There's no guarantees. A lot of us were born into different situations, and that's what we have to respect each other for. you got a job, you have a house, you have an income, a family, people who love you, you have food on the table, you are so far ahead of most people in this world, it's unbelievable. And yet, we'll find reasons to hate each other and to disrespect each other. We've got to open our minds, man. You got to think a little bit bigger and appreciate all these little things that we're pointing out today. Because that's what it's all about. And I will tell you a fact. On your last day, when you leave this earth, everything you've worked for and tried to accumulate in your entire life, all that stuff is not coming with you. So appreciate the small things. Appreciate the people around you. Material things are nice, but it's the little things that matter. So we are back to square one. We're at the sign. Wait a minute, is this the sign? Maybe this is another sign. Give me a second here, let me read this. You are officially lost. <laughs> let me see what this says. No, we're not even close to being back to where we started. Are we? Whoa, hold on. This does not look right. I'm lost. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, we still have a long ways to go until I need to be back where I am. Okay. Um, yeah, man. I know too many people who are just obsessed with the uh, material stuff. Okay, I'm not knocking you. I'm happy for you. And maybe we're just in different places. And a lot of those people, you know, we don't talk to each other much anymore. We just don't hang out anymore. It ain't because I don't care about them. Or not because I don't like them or nothing like that. We're just different people. And it's okay. I respect them. And, 
you know, hopefully they would respect me. I'm just, I'm at a different place, man. And most people don't get that. Anybody I know who has an adversity, a health adversity especially, they get it. Um, because when you're... big um, but anybody you meet who has um, serious health adversities hey, they're going to be different and they're going to seem really different to you when you get to know them and you really pay attention to them like the little things are everything just absolutely everything to them I hug my kids every time I see them. Tell them I love them every day. Same with my wife. When I talk to friends, when they message me, I'm like, all right, man, take care. Great seeing you. Great talking to you, man. Take care of yourself. All right, take it easy. Be careful. I mean it. I'm actually sincere about that. Or somebody would just say, later. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. It's just me being a little bit more tuned in. My buddy, survivor of cancer, same way. Another buddy, heart problems, same way. It's just, it shakes you to the core. Reminds you that illusion of thinking that we are in control. We're not, man. This is all a gift. It can be taken away at any time. So, on a positive note, we are here. You're listening. I'm super thankful for that. We're taking a cool walk, talking about things, talking about things we don't understand. Is that a copyright violation? No, I'm just saying a sentence. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, man. Oh, by the way, my face is completely frozen, and my lips feel like... Uh, rubber <laughs> my fingers feel like stumps I am surprised the battery on this uh, H6 battery should I say there's four double A's in here this is a workhorse man I love this little recorder beautiful so this is a different finding subjects for you today I hope it's not completely boring for you I mean I'm going to rip off the front cover and see where we are in time stand by Holy crap, holy. Hopefully I find good material in here. I can't thank you enough for listening. So there is going to be some editing in here. All right, well, I had a lot of fun. And I want to thank you very much for listening. And I will talk to you next Tuesday. And uh, in the meantime, I really hope that you uh, just to stop and look around you and appreciate what you have. Even if you are down and out. Try to look at the bright side of something. Try to remain positive. Almost feel compelled to say this to you, but I don't do that. It's about my spirituality. You know, I mean, if you are a spiritual person, if you are a Christian, reach out, man. Just ask for some help. And even if you aren't, 
reach out and ask for some help. All right, so maybe I should wrap this now. It's just so cool. I mean, I'm talking to you, but yet I'm like walking around, like standing here, and like just 360 degrees around me, life is happening. It's like sounds are bouncing back and forth. I can't even locate the direction. There's birds answering each other, calling out and answering them all sides of me. He's here, the dude talking into the furry thing. Hooray! <laughs> all right, man. It's been real. I really appreciate you guys coming out today and having a walk with me and a talk with me. Thank you for listening. I'm not certain who you are. Let me know who you are, man. Just say hello. Uh, please subscribe and follow. And if for any reason you find any enjoyment in this podcast, please do me a favor. Again, we're doing this for free. But, you know, when you're doing something for free and you're making, taking the time to do it, it's kind of cool when you know people are listening. I'm not going to get caught up in listening numbers. We've got a little nice, nice, nice little audience happening right now. Again, my, my tongue is not frozen. My tongue is frozen. So, you know, but it's just cool to know that people are listening and people enjoy it. This is about entertaining you. Um, I'm talking. I'm learning as I talk. I'm hearing myself talk. It's almost like a therapy type of thing. But simultaneously to know that if you're hearing something that I'm talking about, it means something to you or it matters to you or like you're getting a different perspective on something. That's really cool. And that matters to me. That's all I want out of this. I'm not in this. You're going to hear people. Oh, yeah. Podcasting, man. Someday I'm going to make this kind of money or like compare it to different shows that are really popular out there. Let me tell you something. They got 14, 15 different writers. They got studios. They got top-notch equipment. They got all this money. They got advertising. I'm not looking for any of that. I wish them all lots of luck. I listen to a lot of them shows. I'm fans of a lot of them shows. But you're talking about an independent guy right here. This is it. Small fries, baby. Small potatoes. So all I'm asking for, if you like it, share it. It's not going to cost you anything. But a great hobby. And even if you just want to go out and sit in a park, stare up at the sky and think. And listen. like I'm doing right now, and suddenly there's silence. Take a deep breath. Feel your lungs with the fresh air. Man, it's beautiful. We are lucky to be here, people. Very lucky to be here. So thank you so much for being here on this show, Finding Subjects. I really appreciate it. Please come back. Tell your friends if you like it. it. means a lot to me. Have a great day. Have a great rest of your week. And be mindful of the little things. It's the little things that matter. I'm Tony. This is Finding Subjects. And thank you very much for being here. Have a great day. See you later. Bye.